It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Rugby league chat with a difference now. We are going to the US of A. Yes, rugby league is in the USA and we're joined by Dustin Zaire, who's probably the foremost, well, the only person I know that we can talk to about rugby league in the States. Uh, welcome in, Dustin. Yes, I'm good. Good, good to have. Good to have. Well, I say I'm used to saying good to have you on because I host a podcast. But good to be on and uh, nice to chat with you guys. How did you stumble on rugby league? Um, let's see, 2001 Grand Final NRL, um, <laughs> Parramatta and uh, and the Knights, and Parramatta was down 24 <laughs> nil at halftime, and um, and came back, almost won it. I fell in love, fell in love with Para at, at that time, and unfortunately, for better or for worse, you know, I've just become an Eels fan, and that's kind of where I am. And so, I uh, just kind of fell in love with the rugby league, and um, of course, here in the states, we pretty much only stick to union and uh, you know, 15s and sevens, which is fine. I mean, I I played I played 13 years of union and uh, good times, and you know, but you know, rugby league was always there. I always loved watching it. High impact, high intensity. Really enjoyed it. So. That's how I kind of fell in love with rugby league, you know, in general on the on the global scale. Yeah, you were, he was one year too early because the O two Grand Finals was the Warriors. So uh, had you just waited a year, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I knew that was going to come up too. Like, yeah, one year and it would have been the Warriors, and then then we'd all be you know chatting about the Warriors. Exactly, we all be on the same page right now. So, so what were they were they playing? Um, the final, like on an American broadcast, were you in Australia? How yeah. did that happen? No, no, no. It's uh, so. <laughs> Going many years back, I mean, 2001, eons ago, um, we actually had the uh, Fox Sports World, I think is what it was called at that time. Um, and literally, it was the only channel. It was late at night. I was probably uh, college time, so it was probably uh, late night, a couple beers, and uh, <laughs> watching some watching some footy. And so it was, it was good. We, we really enjoyed it. What's the landscape of rugby league? How widespread across the states? Are, are, are some of the states more strong or some colleges? What does it look like over there? Yes, rugby league in the United States is very disjointed. I mean, if I'm going to be honest, like it's, I won't sugarcoat anything on this for you guys. Um, But, you know, we've got really three different group affiliations right now that exist in the United States. You've got the USARL, who is um, really the governing body and acknowledged by the IRL itself. you know, then you have a breakoff group from the north in the northeast who are all former members of the USARL called Rugby League United, and, and then you have, of course, out in kind of um, the west coast, you have the California Utah group called Championship Rugby League, who are very socially active, and I'm sure you all probably saw it on the news. They were the ones who you know made the comments about uh, the NRL collective bargaining and mm. said that they'd be happy to send players over there to play, and so kind of raised a bit of a tiff, but. Um, Little bit of disjointedness. Um, yeah, as far as the youth and as far as colleges, rugby league is not played anywhere, you know, lower than the amateur level right now. Um, you know, it's it's sad, but you know, you've got such desperate uh, distances between you know a pockets of Florida, which has three three or four teams. Um, Northeast has three or four teams. West Coast, 
tends to have more of the more of teams. Um, Pacific Coast Rugby League, which is a small portion of the USARL, the governing body, um, they are actually in California and now have a team in Oregon. And so you get some pockets, but you know, for the most part, it's a little bit all over the place. <laughs> what makes up the playing stocks? Is, is it uh, Kiwis and Aussies, Brits, um, Americans all sprinkled together? Yeah, it's, it's probably, I would say right now, um, you're probably looking at a majority of probably Americans that are playing um, some um, Pacific Islanders, um, especially in the West Coast. Um, you know, obviously, Utah has a big heritage with Pacific Islanders out there, and we really love you know, kind of watching some of the matches that they play. Um, but it is kind of a sprinkling a little bit everybody. I'm um, sure Aussies, Kiwis, um, you know, definitely Brits coming over to play as well. But, you know, we don't really don't have a professional league uh, to draw more of those players to come over and play. But everybody that's playing over here usually comes over, plays Union, and then they play some league when they're done playing Union, if they don't want to play Sevens or something like that. Yeah. What um, I always find it interesting when uh, when you talk to Kiwis who haven't watched you know, like the NHL or the NFL or the NBA, and you sort of show it to them for the first time, they're like, oh my gosh, this is amazing, this is so cool, and then they sort of get addicted. So what's the response like when you like show someone who's never seen rugby league before, people that are so used to NFL, et cetera, like what, how do they respond? Do they, do they get fizzed and excited on it, or are they just sort of like, okay, that just looks really weird? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, for the most part, what I would say is that most American fans, when they get shown any form of rugby, they always attribute it to union. 100%. It's like, oh, they do the, the scrum thing and the acrobatic lineup and <laughs> yeah. stuff. And then I say, yes, that's rugby union. I said, now let's watch some league. And, and I think it's, it's one of those things where they look at it and very quickly, you can kind of test it out with people. And we've talked about it on our podcast before. It says, listen, we, you know, we'll show you five minutes of a game and you tell me if you understand the rules. And of course, after tackle five, they're like, okay, it's just like American football, like mm. gridiron. Like they're going to kick the ball. And we're going to go chase after it, you know. But you, I said, yeah, but then you just don't stop. And they're like, yeah, I don't understand how intense that is right there. <laughs> like one of the substitutions happened. I was like, they're happening, just very few of them ever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When's, the, uh, when's the drinks break in between every play? Um, so so, what, so we, we talk a lot about here, because obviously New Zealand's very big on rugby union. We talk a lot about here the untapped potential of America. I think like everyone recognized that around the world. As soon as... You, you guys take it seriously, and I th- feel like you are now with, with Major League Rugby. That's growing. There's a lot of Kiwis now up there, a lot of Kiwi coaches, etc. And it's starting to, you know, it's starting to gain traction. So what what's the key for Rugby League? Because in New Zealand as well, we, we struggle, like Rugby League is very second tier to rugby. Um, it's starting to, I think, slowly catch up as the NRL continues to sort of um, to grow. So what's the key up there? Is it just like a big money investment? Um, is it just more players? What, what's, I guess, the key to success? Yeah. You know, that's a tough question. Um, you know, obviously, MLR, you know, Major League Rugby, they want to know what the key to success is. You know, they're still not considered a top-tier sport in the U.S. You know, um, ESPN over here shows cornhole or bags or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> and so there's different sports that get shown ahead of great rugby action, like Major League Rugby. But for rugby league itself, I think obviously there's not a lot of money in it right now. Um, you know, sponsorship is hard to find. Uh, you can ask a lot of the. I mean, it's again, it's backyard. You know, it, it's it's Saturday and Sunday morning. You know, club rugby um, that happens. You know, after they probably played a union game on Saturday, if teams are playing on Sunday, um, and it doesn't always happen that way. But in a lot of cases, uh, 
recently talked to some folks in Toronto, and that's exactly what happens. Some guys will play a union on Saturday and league on Sunday, and that's I'm I'm too old for that stuff. No way. <laughs> um, but I think from from a broadcast standpoint, from just an attraction standpoint, I, you know, I think that there is, you know, for at least rugby league, there's that American football, the American gridiron kind of comparison where it's the rules are a little bit easier to follow. Mm. Um, you know, rug, you know, what I tell people, you know, to my rugby union fans, I tell them, I tell them that, hey, if you support rugby league, that's the ga- gateway for rugby union players. And it's also the other way around, too. It's like, well, you know, rugby union players, you can have a gateway for rugby league players to play for the U.S. national team or whoever it may be, but also those fans can be more drawn to something that they can closely affiliate with, you know, associate with for, you know, like, you know, American gridiron. Just when you're talking, and I thought, um, like, it's a small sport in America and you've got three bodies already. And like, I'm a big boxing <laughs> fan and it does my head in with WBO, WBC, <laughs> IBF, and I'm like, that's so American. <laughs> is there an appetite for the, the three major bodies to become a collective? Or is it, is, is there, I don't know if it's ego or no, ours is better? Um, yes. Appetite? Um, not a lot. It, so basically what has happened is we, we, we've had that ego. And, and, I, and I think you're right. Like, you know, from a boxing standpoint, you have all the different titles and things like that. We're world champions. The, the Americans love to claim to be the world champions of every event. <laughs> Don't play anybody outside the U.S. So, um, Don't start me on the World Series that America playing. Yeah, the World <laughs> Series or the world champions in basketball or whatever else they have. Um, I think uh, championship rugby used to be called California Rugby League, and they called themselves the world champions of just California, which I thought was very comical at that point, right? So (laughs) um, always perplexed me, but, you know, that's, I don't know. (laughs) That's, I guess, Americans being a little bit elitist, which is kind of ridiculous in my mind. But but I think from the standpoint, you know, getting back to what you're saying, is there an appetite to bring everybody together? It, we've tried, right? You know, we go back to the history. There's always been infighting in the U.S. as far as rugby league is concerned. So all the way back to the days of, you know, um, the AMNRL, which is, was headed by uh, by David New, who also played with um, the Dragons. And so, you know, obviously, 2011, USARL and, and AMNRL kind of split off and they fought going into the 2013, you know, quarter World Cup, which, you know, the at that time they were called the Tomahawks went to was the quarterfinals and so they got to we got to the quarterfinals were ranked ninth and you know what it was, i think it was like ninth overall in, in global standings which is fantastic for us and then that infighting caused even more animosity more fighting more fi- and more fighting led to more fighting and more splitting and so it kind of led to us not doing well and automatic qualify for the 2017 world cup and then we lost to jamaica going into the 2022 world cup and then we lost to Cook Island, so we actually didn't make the last World Cup, which is really disappointing for everybody. Mm. Yeah, because I was going to ask you about you know the national team and 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 how they do, because um, yeah, rugby league still has that. Not well. Yeah, <laughs> well, rugby league still has that problem, obviously. Where, and I mean, even we we feel it a little bit. Where you know Australia are clearly far and away above, and then sort of the Kiwis and and Great Britain are sort of just in behind, and then you start to get all these lower teams. It's not really that genuine four, five, six strong sort of team competition. And so you get those minor teams coming through. And I, was, I, I noticed that they weren't there at the World Cup last year. What um, is there any integration with um, or any interest, I guess, in trying to to take the game out of America, i.e. take take a team over to, to 
to play a Super League team or take a team to play an NRL team in a warm-up game or something that just sort of extends it beyond the U.S.? I mean, I think there's always been, there's always the attraction of either playing in the U.S. or having U.S. teams come over. I, I, don't, I think there's actually less attraction to bring teams over because I, if I'm going to be an honest, uh, we would get murdered. <laughs> I mean, I would barely even play us into a second division of most, you know, club level teams. Like, it's it's not to be rude against American players. We just don't play a lot of league. Mm. We don't have that experience. And the more games, the more high level play that you get, the better you're going to be. That kind of goes back to you know, championship rugby saying that they could send, you know, all of their hundred and players or so over to the the NRL should collective bargaining not work. It, it would have been a not a disaster, but we would have kind of been shown that we're not up to snuff. I think it kind of shows in the way the national team has performed. We just lost to Canada in a kind of a, a friendly match, but we haven't won a match in eight years, mm. something like that. Mm. Six, six, oh, sorry, six years, I think it is. We're talking to Dustin Zero out of uh, United States about rugby league. Is there any um, colleges, high schools, anything like that who have shown an interest in rugby league? <sighs> to my knowledge, no. Uh, I, there's a there's a couple youth programs down in Texas. Um, so the the Texas Rugby League used to exist. They kind of fell off the wayside about five or six years ago. But Texas being such a big state um, itself, and you know millions of people live there. Over in Houston, there's kind of a draw for. Um, there's a couple lads who are down there trying to grow at least the youth aspect of it. And there's youth pockets here and there. You know, different teams are are, are trying to help grow the game a little bit. Um, there's a team in Cleveland um, that, that's getting ready to kind of play a, a match this weekend. And, you know, they're trying to get players, but they've done a really good job of at least engaging with the youth. But we're talking elementary school. I mean, we're, we're, we're 10, 15 years away from them actually playing the sport, you know, at a, at a high competitive level. But I think from a college or, you know, high school standpoint, we're, you know, union is still the dominant, you know, code. And then when, you know, I think it has to come down to, playing American football, and then you play rugby union after, mm. you know, depending on when uh, when the seasons fall. You have so many sports, and kids here play just about every sport they possibly can. Yeah. Well, Dustin, what, what's the name of your podcast, and what do you cover on it? Uh, so the podcast is called Rugby League in America, and we don't just uh, leave it to the United States. We actually... We cover everything from all the all the way to the bottom of Chile, Argentina, all the way up to Alaska and Canada. So, um, just got done having an episode with with Toronto teams. So, um, we talk a lot with the Canadian sides. We're getting ready to get to have Jamaicans on here soon. Uh, Argentinian national coach. I'm actually interviewing him this week. So, a um, lot of excitement, um, and I think that's kind of the, the good thing. The Western Hemisphere, I think, is you guys probably seen, especially with Jamaica at the last World Cup, is kind of ripe for you know athletes. There's definitely no shortage of athletes, <laughs> um, as we continue to say the you know the, the promise, the untapped promise of America, or you know bringing an NRL game over to LA is kind of always. I think every every off season, Landy's tends to, tends to say, "Hey, we're going to go play in the U.S." <laughs> and it hasn't happened yet. But, you know, we'll see. <laughs> I think the last major match that was played in the U.S. was the New Zealand England match in Denver. That's right. Yeah, that I remember that one. Yeah, yeah. So uh, just before we let you go, um, you do follow the NRL. Who's uh, who's winning the comp this year? Do you think? Oh man! And don't say uh, Parramatta. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think that. I don't think they're going to pull it off. It, it's it's hard to not tip Penrith to go again because they're just they're so stacked. But 
Um, I, I think this year, more than the past couple of years, it's been kind of up to the grabs. I would love to see the Warriors get back in there. Um, oh. I don't. I don't think that they. I don't think that they have the depth. Um, but they they definitely have the uh, the athleticism right now. That's for sure. Um, but yeah, I, I'm probably gonna. Yeah, I'll probably get shot. I'll probably say Penrith look to go back back to back. <laughs> I hate to say that, right? <laughs> but but I I do love that we uh, we were able to uh, finally get one in the win column for for my eels. Uh, yes, this past, this past week, against, Mitch Moses against yes. Penrith as well. So there you go. I, I, yeah, I know. That's that's why I was I was very excited. <laughs> that was a match and a half. So. Oh yeah, that was fantastic. <laughs> yeah, un- unbelievable. All right, Dustin, I uh, appreciate your time today, buddy. You're, d- you're doing wonderful work for the rugby league, uh, the global rugby league community. You got a big big country with amazing athletes. And if, if you do want to follow the podcast and do want to give us a listen, um, you need to find us on what's called the Chasing Kangaroos podcast channel. So it's actually about three or four different podcasts. Uh, Michael Carboni, who kind of started the whole thing, he's an, he's an Aussie, but we won't hold it against him uh, if he's <laughs> listening. Um, but yeah, so he, he started the whole thing, and we kind of brought on this podcast and a couple other ones um, that talked about the, the NRLW as well over there. So awesome. um, Chasing Kangaroos is the way to follow it. You can follow us on all the socials. We'll make sure we post it. Brilliant, Dustin. Thanks each for your time today. Yeah, thanks, lads. Appreciate it.